are listening to the most original talk radio station anywhere. We are L.A. Talk Radio at latalkradio.com. You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now entering the Sapphire Planet. Sapphire Planet. Extraterrestrial Contact The cultural impact of extraterrestrial contact the changes to terrestrial science technology religion, politics, and ecosystems resulting with contact from an extraterrestrial civilization would be amazing. Although closely related to it, the study of cultural impact of extraterrestrial contact is distinct from the search of extraterrestrial intelligence, which attempts to locate intelligent life as opposed to analyzing the implications of contact with that life. The changes which actually result from extraterrestrial contact would vary greatly in magnitude and type based on the extraterrestrial civilization's benevolence or malevolence, its level of technology advancement, and the level of mutual comprehension between its health and humanity. The medium through which humanity is contacted, be it electromagnetic radiation, direct physical interaction, or perhaps an extraterrestrial artifact, could also influence the results of contact. Incorporating these factors, various systems have been created to assess the implications of extraterrestrial contact. The implications of extraterrestrial contact, particularly with a civilization far ahead of humanity technologically, have often been likened to the meeting of two vastly different human cultures on Earth 
and in particular the Colombian exchange. Such meetings have generally led to the destruction of civilizations receiving contact, as opposed to the contactor, which initiates the contact. And therefore, destruction of human civilization is a possible result of extraterrestrial contact. However, as the nature of extraterrestrial civilizations is unknown and no conclusive contact with any has yet taken place, it is impossible to say with complete accuracy what the results of contact would be. To detect extraterrestrial civilizations with radio telescopes, one must identify an artificial coherent signal against a background of various natural phenomena that also produces radio waves. Telescopes capable of this include the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico and the newer Allen Telescope Array in Hat Creek, California. Various programs to detect extraterrestrial intelligence have had government funding in the past. Project Cyclops was commissioned by NASA in the 1970s to investigate the most effective way to search for signals from intelligent extraterrestrial sources. But the report's recommendations were set aside in favor of the much more modest approach of messaging to extraterrestrial intelligence. The sending of messages that intelligent extraterrestrial beings might intercept. NASA then drastically reduced funding for SETI programs, which have since turned to private donations to continue their work. With the discovery in the late 20th and early 21st centuries of numerous extrasolar planets, some of which may be habitable, governments have once more become interested in funding new programs. In 2006, the European Space Agency launched CORAT, the first spacecraft dedicated to the search for exoplanets. And in 2009, NASA launched the Kepler Space Observatory for the same purpose. By February 2013, Kepler had detected 105 of the 1,779 confirmed exoplanets, and one of them, Kepler 22b, is potentially habitable. After it was discovered, the SETI Institute resumed the search for an intelligent extraterrestrial civilization, focusing on Kepler's candidate planets with funding from the United States Air Force. The newly discovered planets, particularly the potentially habitable ones, have enabled SETI and METI programs to refocus projects for communication with extraterrestrial intelligence. In 2009, 
a program known as A Message from Earth, was sent towards the Galise 581 system, which contains two potentially habitable planets. The confirmed Galise 581D and the more habitable but unconfirmed Galise 581G. In the SETI Live project, which began in 2012, human volunteers analyzed data from the Allen Telescope Array to search for possible alien signals that computers might miss because of terrestrial radio interference. The data for the study is obtained by observing Kepler target stars with radio telescopes. In addition to radio-based methods, some projects such as 7DIP, which stands for Search for Extraterrestrial Visible Emissions from Nearby Developed Intelligent Populations at the University of California, Berkeley, are using other parts of the electromagnetic spectrum to search for extraterrestrial signals. Various other projects are not searching for coherent signals, but want to rather use electromagnetic radiation to find other evidence of extraterrestrial intelligence, such as a megascale astroengineering project. Several signals, such as the WOW signal, have been detected in the history of the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, but none have yet confirmed as being of intelligent origin. The result of extraterrestrial contact depends on the method of discovery, the nature of the extraterrestrial beings, and their location relative to Earth. Considering these factors, the Rio scale has been devised in order to provide a more quantitative picture of the results of extraterrestrial contact. More specifically, the scale gauges whether communication was conducted through radio, the information content of any messages, and whether discovery arose from a deliberately beamed message, and if so, whether the detection was the result of a specialized SETI effort or through general astronomical observations, or by the detection of occurrences such as radiation leakage from astro-engineering installations. The question of whether or not a purported extraterrestrial signal has been confirmed as authentic and with what degree of confidence will also influence the impact of the content. The Rio scale was modified in 2011 to include a consideration of whether contact was achieved through an interstellar message or through a physical extraterrestrial artifact with a suggestion that the definition of artifact be expanded to include techno-signatures, including all indications of intelligent extraterrestrial life other than interstellar radio messages sought by traditional SETI programs. 
A study by astronomers at the United States Naval Observatory considered the cultural impact of extraterrestrial contact by analyzing events of similar significance in the history of science. The study argues that the impact would be most strongly influenced by the information content of the message received, if any. It distinguishes short-term and long-term impact. Seeing radio-based contact as a more plausible scenario than a visit from extraterrestrial spacecraft, the study rejects the commonly stated analogy of European colonizations of the Americas as an accurate model for information-only contact, preferring events of profound scientific significance, such as the Copernican and Darwinian revolutions, as more predictive of how humanity might be impacted by extraterrestrial contact. The physical distance between the two civilizations has also been used to assess the cultural impact of extraterrestrial contact. Historical examples show that the greater the distance, the less the contacted civilization perceives a threat to itself and its culture. Therefore, contact occurring within the solar system, and especially in the immediate vicinity of Earth, is likely to be the most disruptive and negative for humanity. On a smaller scale, people close to the epicenter of contact would experience a greater effect than those who living farther away, and a contact having multiple epicenters would cause a greater shock than one with a single epicenter. Some researchers state that in the absence of any data on the nature of extraterrestrial intelligence, one must predict the cultural impact of extraterrestrial contact on the basis of generalizations encompassing all life and of analogies with histories. The beliefs of the general public about the effect of extraterrestrial contact have also been studied. A poll of United States and Chinese university students in the year 2000 provides factor analysis of responses to questions about inner alia, the participant's belief that extraterrestrial life exists in the universe and that such life may be intelligent and that humans will eventually make contact with it. The study shows significant weighted correlations between participants' belief that extraterrestrial contact may either conflict with or enrich their personal religious beliefs and how conservative such religious beliefs are. The more conservative the respondents, the more harmful they considered extraterrestrial contact to be. Other significant correlation patterns indicate that participants took the view that the search for extraterrestrial intelligence may be futile or even harmful. Various protocols have been drawn up detailing a course of action for scientists and governments 
after extraterrestrial contact. Post-detection protocols must address three issues. What to do in the first weeks after receiving a message from an extraterrestrial source. Whether or not to send a reply. And analyzing the long-term consequences of the message received. No post-detection protocol, however, is binding under national or international law. And most scientists and researchers consider that the protocols will be likely to be ignored if extraterrestrial contact actually occurs. One of the first post-detection protocols is the detection of principles for activities following the detection of extraterrestrial intelligence was created by SETI, the International Academy of Astronautics, and the International Astronomical Union. The Declaration of Principles contains the following broad provisions. One, any person or an organization detecting a signal should try to verify that it is likely being of intelligent origin before announcing it. Two, the discoverer of a signal should, for the purposes of independent verification, communicate with other signatories of the declaration before making a public announcement and should also inform their national authorities. Three, once a given astronomical observation has been determined to be credible extraterrestrial signal, the astronomical community should be informed through the Central Bureau for Astronomical Telegrams, the Secretary General of the United Nations, and various other global scientific unions should also be informed. 4. Following the confirmation of an observation's extraterrestrial origin, news of the discovery should be made public. The discoverer has the right to make the first public announcement. 5. All data confirming the discovery should be published in the international scientific community and stored in accessible form as permanently as possible. 6. Should the evidence of extraterrestrial intelligence take the form of electromagnetic signals, the Secretary General of the International Telecommunications Union should be contacted. 7. Neither the discoverer nor anyone else should respond to an observed extraterrestrial intelligence. Doing so requires international agreement under a separate procedure. And finally, eight. The SETI Permanent Committee should continually review procedures regarding detection of extraterrestrial intelligence and management of data related to such discoveries. A separate proposed agreement on the sending of communications to extraterrestrial intelligence was subsequently created. It proposed an international commission, membership of which would be open to all interested nations, to be continued on detection of extraterrestrial intelligence. This commission would have the responsibility to decide whether to send a message to the extraterrestrial intelligence, and if so, 
would determine the content of the message on the basis of principles such as justice, respect for culture, honesty, and respect for property and territory. The draft proposes to forbid the sending of any messages by an individual nation or organization without the permission of the Commission and suggests that if the detected intelligence poses a danger to human civilization, the United Nations Security Council should authorize any message to extraterrestrial intelligence. However, this proposal, like all others, have not been incorporated into national or international law. Scientific Literature and Science Fiction put forward various models of the ways in which extraterrestrial and human civilizations might interact. The predictions range widely from sophisticated civilizations that could advance human civilization in many areas to imperial powers that might draw upon the forces necessary to subjugate humanity. Some theories suggest that an extraterrestrial civilization could be advanced enough to dispense with biology, living instead inside of advanced computers. The implications of discovery depend very much on the level of aggressiveness of the civilization interacting with humanity, its ethics, and how much human and extraterrestrial biologies have in common. These factors will govern the quantity and type of dialogue that can take place. The question of whether contact is physical or through electromagnetic signals will also govern the magnitude of the long-term implications of contact. In the case of a communication using electromagnetic signals, the long silence between the reception of one message and another would mean that the content of any message would particularly affect the consequences of contact, as would the extent of mutual comprehension. Many writers have speculated on the ways in which friendly civilizations might interact with humankind. Some think that a highly advanced civilization might teach humanity such things as physical theory of everything, how to use zero-point energy, or how to travel faster than light. They suggest that the collaboration with such civilizations could initially be in the arts and humanities before moving into the hard scientists, and even that artists may spearhead the collaboration. And others consider that the great longevity of cooperative civilizations in comparison to uncooperative and aggressive ones might render extraterrestrial civilizations in general more likely to aid humanity. In contrast to these views, other scientists took the view that extraterrestrial civilizations possess like humans, a morality-driven 
not entirely by altruism, but for individual benefit as well, thus leaving open the possibility that at least some extraterrestrial civilizations are hostile. Some scientists suggest that extremely advanced extraterrestrial civilizations, recalling its own past war and plunder, and knowing that it possesses super weapons that could destroy it, would most likely be likely to help to try to help humans rather than destroy them. They identify three approaches that a friendly civilization might take to help humanity. One, intervention only to avert catastrophe. This would involve occasionally limited intervention to stop events that could destroy human civilization completely, such as nuclear war or asteroid impact. Two, advanced action with consent. Under this approach, the extraterrestrials are more likely closely involved in terrestrial affairs, advising world leaders and acting with their consent to protect against danger. And finally, three, forcible corrective action. The extraterrestrials could require humanity to reduce major risks against its will, intending to help humans advance to the next stage of civilization. Most scientists think that advising and acting only with the consent to be more likely choice than the forceful option. While coercive aid may be possible, and advanced extraterrestrials would recognize their own practices as superior to those of humanity, it may be unlikely that this method would be used in cultural cooperation. Some suggest that instruction of a civilization in its technological adolescence, such as humanity, would probably focus on morality and ethics rather than on science and technology to ensure that the civilization did not destroy itself with technology it was not yet ready to use. Some think it is unlikely that the avoidance of immediate dangers and prevention of future catastrophes would be conducted through radio, as these tasks would demand constant surveillance and quick action. However, cultural cooperation might take place through radio or a space probe in the solar system as radio waves could be used to communicate information about advanced technologies and cultures to humanity. Even if an ancient and advanced extraterrestrial civilization wished to help humanity, humans could suffer from a loss of identity and confidence due to the technological and cultural prowess of the extraterrestrial civilization. However, a friendly civilization may calibrate its contact with humanity in such a way to minimize unintended consequences. Some suggest that a friendly and advanced extraterrestrial civilization may even avoid all contact with an emerging intelligent species like humanity to ensure that the less advanced civilization can develop naturally at its own pace. But what if there are hostile civilizations out there? Science fiction films often depict humans successfully repelling alien invasions, 
but scientists more often take the view that an extraterrestrial civilization with sufficient power to reach the Earth would be able to destroy human civilization with minimal effort. Operations that are enormous on a human scale, such as destroying all major population centers on a planet, bombarding a planet with a deadly neutron, or even traveling to another planetary system in order to lay waste to it, may be important tools for a hostile and totalitarian civilization. Some speculate that a small proportion of the intelligent life forms in the galaxy may be aggressive, but actual aggressiveness or benevolence of civilizations would cover a wide spectrum with some civilizations policing others. Hostile extraterrestrial life may indeed be rare in the universe, just as belligerent and autocratic nations on Earth have been the ones that have lasted for the shortest period of time. And humanity is seeing a shift away from these characteristics in its own sociopolitical systems. In addition, the causes of war may be diminished greatly from a civilization with access to the galaxy, as there are prodigious quantities of natural resources in space accessible without resorts to violence. Famed SETI researcher Carl Sagan believe that a civilization with the technological prowess needed to reach the stars and come to the earth must have transcended war to be able to avoid self-destruction. Representatives of such a civilization would treat humanity with dignity and respect, and humanity, with its relatively backward technology, would have no choice but to reciprocate. Seth Shostak an astronomer at the SETI Institute, disagrees, stating that the finite quantity of resources in the galaxy would cultivate aggression in any intelligent species and then explore a civilization that would want to contact humanity would be aggressive. Others claim that since the laws of evolution would be the same on other habitable planets as they are on Earth, an extremely advanced extraterrestrial civilization may have the motivation to colonize humanity, much as the British colonizers did to the Aboriginal peoples of Australia. Disputing these analyses, some state that while an extraterrestrial civilization may have an imperative to act for no benefit to itself, it would be naive to suggest that such a trait would be prevalent throughout the galaxy. They point to the fact that in many moral systems on Earth, such as the Aztec or Corinthian, one non-military killing has been accepted and even exalted by society, and further mentions that such acts are not confined to humans, but can be found throughout the animal kingdom. Some speculate that highly advanced civilizations are unlikely to come to Earth to enslave humans, as the achievement of their level of advancement would have required them to solve the problems of labor and resources by other means, such as creating a sustainable environment and using mechanized labor. Moreover, humans may be an unsuitable food source for extraterrestrials because of marked differences in biochemistry.
Politicians have also commented on the likely human reaction to contact with hostile species. In 1987's speech to the United Nations General Assembly, United States President Ronald Reagan said, I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Some futurists have speculated that the technological advancement and energy usage of a civilization measured either relative to one another civilization or in absolute terms by its rating on the Kardashev scale may play an important role in the result of extraterrestrial contact. Given the infeasibility of interstellar space flight for civilizations at a technological level similar to that of humanity, interactions between such civilizations would have to take place by radio. Because of the long transit times of radio waves between stars, such interactions would not lead to an establishment of diplomatic relations, nor any significant future interaction at all between the two civilizations. Direct contact with civilizations significantly more advanced than humanity would have to take place within the solar system, as only the more advanced society would have the resources and technology to cross interstellar space. Consequently, such contact could only be with civilizations rated as Type 2 or higher on the Kardashev scale, as Type 1 civilizations would be incapable of regular interstellar travel. It is expected that such interactions would be carefully planned by the more advanced civilization to avoid mass societal shock for humanity. However, much planning an extraterrestrial civilization may do before contacting humanity, the humans may experience the great shock and terror on their arrival, especially as they would lack any understanding of the contacting civilization. Some compare this situation to that of the tribes people of New Guinea, an island that was settled 50,000 years ago during the last glacial period, but saw little contact with the outside world until the arrival of the European colonial powers in the late 19th and early 20th century. The huge difference between the indigenous Stone Age society and the European technological civilization caused unexpected behaviors among the native population known as cargo cults to coax the gods into bringing them the technology that the Europeans possessed. The natives created wooden radio stations and airstrips as a form of sympathetic magic. It is argued that humanity may misunderstand the true meaning of an extraterrestrial transmission to Earth, much as the people of New Guinea could not understand the source of modern goods and technologies. They conclude that the results of extraterrestrial contact will become known over long term with rigorous study, rather than as a fast, sharp events briefly making newspaper headlines. It is also suggested that a civilization which is far more technologically advanced than humanity is also likely to be culturally and ethically advanced and would therefore be unlikely to conduct astro-engineering projects that would harm human civilizations. 
Such projects would include Dyson spheres, which completely enclose stars and capture all energy coming from them. Even if well within the capability of an advanced civilization and providing an enormous amount of energy, such a project would not be undertaken. For similar reasons, such civilizations would not readily give humanity the knowledge required to build such a device. Nevertheless, the existence of such capabilities would at least show that civilizations have survived what is known as technological adolescence. Despite the caution that such an advanced civilization would exercise in dealing with less mature human civilizations, Carl Sagan imagined that an advanced civilization might send those on Earth an Encyclopedia Galactica, describing the sciences and cultures of many extraterrestrial societies. Whether an advanced extraterrestrial civilization would send humanity a decipherable message is a matter of debate in itself itself. Sagan argued that a highly advanced extraterrestrial civilization would bear in mind that they were communicating with a relatively primitive one and therefore would try to ensure that the receiving civilization would be able to understand the message. Arguing against this view, others state that an advanced civilization would probably encrypt a message with high information contact, such as an Encyclopedia Galactica, in order to ensure that only other ethically advanced civilizations would be able to understand it. Given the age of the galaxy, some researchers surmise that there exist several galactic clubs, groupings of multiple civilizations from across this galaxy. Such clubs could begin as loose confederations or alliances, eventually developing into powerful unions of many civilizations. If humanity could enter into a dialogue with one extraterrestrial civilization, it might be able to join such a galactic club, as more extraterrestrial civilizations or unions thereof are found, these could also become assimilated into such a club. It has been suggested that entry into the galactic club may be a way for humanity to handle the culture shock arising from contact with advanced extraterrestrial civilizations. Whether a broad spectrum of civilizations from many places in the galaxy would even be able to cooperate is disputed. Who states that civilizations with huge differences in technologies and resources at their command may not consider themselves even remotely equal? It is unlikely that humanity would meet the basic requirements for membership at its current low level of technological advancement. A galactic club may set extremely high entrance requirements that are unlikely to be met by less advanced civilizations such as humanity. Some suggest that an interstellar grouping of civilizations might take the form of an empire, which need not necessarily be a force of evil, but may provide for peace and security throughout its jurisdiction. Owing to the distances between the stars, 
Such an empire would not necessarily maintain control solely by military force, but may rather tolerate local cultures and institutions to the extent that these would not pose a threat to the central empirical authority. Such tolerance may, as has happened historically on earth, extend to allowing nominal self-rule of specific regions by existing institutions, while maintaining that area as a puppet or client state to accomplish the aims of the imperial power. However, particularly advanced powers may use methods including faster-than-light travel to make centralized administration more effective. In contrast to the belief that an extraterrestrial civilization would want to establish an empire, some propose that an extraterrestrial civilization would maintain equilibrium rather than expand outward. In such an equilibrium, a civilization would only colonize a small number of stars aiming to maximize efficiency rather than to expand massive and unsustainable imperial structures. This contrasts with the classic Kardashian Type Three civilization, which has access to the energy output of an entire galaxy and is not subject to any limits on its future expansion. According to this view, advanced civilizations may not resemble the classic examples in science fiction, but might more closely reflect the small independent Greek city-states with an emphasis on culture rather than territorial growth. An extraterrestrial civilization may choose to communicate with humanity by means of artifacts or probes rather than by radio for various reasons. While probes may take a long time to reach the solar system, once there, they would be able to hold a sustained dialogue that would be impossible using radio from hundreds or thousands of light years away. Radio would be completely unsuitable for surveillance and continued monitoring of a civilization. And should an extraterrestrial civilization wish to perform these activities on humanity, artifacts may be the only option other than to send large, screwed spacecraft to Earth. Although faster-than-light travel is being seriously considered by physicists, some speculate that the enormous amount of energy required to achieve such speeds under currently proposed mechanisms means that robotic probes traveling at conventional speeds will still have an advantage for various applications. 2013 research at NASA's Johnson Space Center, however, shows that faster-than-light travel with certain type of space drives requires dramatically less energy than previously thought. There are other numerous reasons why interstellar probes may be a preferred method of communicating among extraterrestrial civilizations wishing to make contact with Earth. A civilization aiming to learn more about the distribution of life within the galaxy sends probes to a large number of star systems rather than using radio, as one cannot ensure the response by radio, but can ensure that probes will return to their sender with data on the star systems they survey. 
Furthermore, probes would enable the surveying of non-intelligent populations or those not yet capable of space navigation, like humans before the 20th century, as well as intelligent populations that might not wish to provide information about themselves and their planets to extraterrestrial civilizations. In addition, the greater energy required to send living beings, rather than a robotic probe, would be only used for purposes such as a one-way migration. Probes, unlike interstellar radio waves commonly targeted by SETI researchers, could store information for long, perhaps geological time scales, and could emit strong radio signals unambiguously recognizable as being of intelligent origin, rather than being dismissed as a UFO or natural phenomenon. Probes could also modify any signal they send to suit their system they were in, which be impossible for radio transmissions originating from outside the target star system. Moreover, the use of small robotic probes with widely distributed beacons in individual systems, rather than a small number of powerful centralized beacons, would provide security advantage to the civilization using them. Rather than revealing the location of a radio beacon powerful enough to signal the whole galaxy and risk such a powerful device being compromised, decentralized beacons installed on robotic probes need not reveal any information that an extraterrestrial civilization prefers others not to have. Given the age of the Milky Way galaxy, an ancient extraterrestrial civilization may have existed and sent probes to the solar system millions or even billions of years before the evolutions of Homo sapiens. Thus, a probe sent may have been non-functional for millions of years before humans learn of its existence. Such a dead probe would not pose an intimate threat to humanity, but would prove that interstellar flight is possible. However, if an active probe were to be discovered, humans would react much more strongly than they would to the discovery of a probe that has long since ceased functioning. The confirmation of extraterrestrial intelligence would have a profound impact on religious doctrines, potentially causing theologians to reinterpret scriptures to accommodate the new discoveries. However, a survey of people with many different religious beliefs indicate that their faith would not be affected by the discovery of extraterrestrial intelligence. And another study shows that most people would not consider their religious beliefs superseded by it. Surveys of religious leaders indicate that only a small percentage are concerned with that the existence of extraterrestrial intelligence might fundamentally contradict the views of the adherents of their religion. The chief astronomer of the Vatican Observatory and papal advisor on science has stated that the Roman Catholic Church would be likely to welcome extraterrestrial visitors warmly. Contact with extraterrestrial intelligence would not be completely inconsensual for religion. One study shows that most non-religious people and a significant majority of religious people believe that the world would, could face a religious crisis 
even if their own beliefs were unaffected. Contact with extraterrestrial intelligence would be most likely to cause a problem for Western religions, in particular traditionalist Christianity, because of the geocentric nature of Western faith. The discovery of extraterrestrial life would not contradict basic conceptions of God, however, and seeing that science has been challenged established dogma in the past, for example with the theory of evolution, it is likely that existing religions will adapt similarly to the new circumstances. However, a global religious crisis would be unlikely, even for Abrahamic faiths, as the studies of himself and others on Christianity, the most anthropocentric religions, see no conflict between that religion and the existence of extraterrestrial intelligence. In addition, the cultural and religious values of extraterrestrial species would likely be shared over centuries if contact is to occur by radio, meaning that rather than causing a huge shock to humanity, such information would be viewed much as archaeologists and historians view on ancient artifacts and texts. Your journey is now ending. You are now leaving the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet? Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.